Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Greetings, cooks. I'm Horatio Fairburn, the temporary host of the Cook Along podcast. That's right, my mother, Cindy Linden, who's your normal cook in residence, is away for a little bit and has asked me to fill in for her so that you can still get your delightful recipes, quick bites, and more. Uh, So, welcome. I'm today going to be making some lemon bars, but not just any lemon bars. My mother does have a recipe that I remember from my childhood, but as good as those are, I'm looking to kind of expand a bit. So today we're going to be making ambrosia lemon bars. And now I know some of you may be thinking, oh, ambrosia, that means coconut. And whether you're a coconut fan or not, it may not be what you're looking for in a lemon bar. So don't worry. The good news is that apparently uh, this recipe for ambrosia lemon bars does not include coconut. This recipe comes to us through an old newspaper cutting that my mother cut out Tuesday, March 18th, 2003, in the Oregonian newspaper, and it is from Barb's Mailbag, the food day recipes that people write in and ask about. And so they said that this recipe supposedly comes from the Los Angeles Daily News story on Hollywood caterers from 10 years prior. So this is from 1993, originally, and the catering company that had this recipe was the Santa Monica company known as Ambrosia Caterers. And those are the ones we're going to be making today. Uh, That having been said, it is for a catering company. So this recipe we're about to do is going to make about 30 to 40 bars. So you'll be well stocked, but they are going to be on the thin side. So I'm excited to try this out with you. Let's see if I can do things the way that they're supposed to be done. Let's start with the ingredients that you're going to need. You're going to want half a cup of butter, softened. That's one stick of butter. You're going to want four cups of powdered sugar, three cups of unbleached all-purpose flour, And together, those three things, the butter, powdered sugar, and flour, are going to be the crust. This is a two-bake recipe. We bake the crust, and we will then be baking the topping 
on top of the crust. So keep that in mind. For the topping, the lemon part of these bars, we are going to need three cups of granulated sugar, six tablespoons of unbleached all-purpose flour, the juice and zest of three lemons, which is about three-fourths a cup of juice, and one and a half teaspoons of baking powder, as well as six beaten eggs, a half dozen eggs beaten. Now, I know this sounds like a lot all at once for just some lemon bars, but it's not going to be all that complicated. The good news is that even though we're baking twice, it's simple. Let me go over the do-aheads next here. Oh, actually, I should talk about equipment first. Let me get my bearings here. You're going to need an oven to bake these in. You'll also need a 12 by 17 inch sheet pan because, like I said, these are going to be thin and you're going to want one that has a lid on the side. You don't want to do just a lipless sheet pan because the cookies will, well, melt right off. So it does need to be a a pan that has sides, a, a lip to it. And you're going to need some bowls to mix things in and whatnot. You're going to either need a food processor or a good pastry blender or just your hands will probably be sufficient. A food processor is not something I usually have access to. I might use one today since I do have access to one. But we will see. You're going to need a knife to cut these bars once they've cooled, but that's way down the line. And, of course, if you are juicing and zesting your own lemons, which you probably are, you're going to need a juicer and a zester. And now, the do-aheads. You are going to want to soften your butter. Thankfully, my mother had the presence of mind to set out a stick for me to use upon my arrival before she disappeared. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. So I'm currently alone in my mother's house and in her kitchen, and I just heard a noise in the background as something started whirring and moving about. It turns out they have a Roomba, which is on a schedule, and I just got so scared of something happening. The robot invasion has begun. Uh, But, uh, no, I'm safe. Okay. Whew. Um, (laughs) anyway, where were we? Uh, I just mentioned the sheet pan, the bowls, the food processor, the knife, the juicer, and the zester, and we were on to do-aheads. Right. You're also going to want to juice and zest the lemons, uh, or I should say zest, and then juice the lemons. Believe me, it is easier to zest a whole lemon than one that you've cut up, especially one that you've already put through a juicer. I found that out the hard way. It's been a while since I've needed to zest anything. Luckily, I only made that mistake with one of my three lemons. But yes, you want to zest the lemons all over as much as you can. And once you have done that, you will also need to beat the eggs. Or at least when we get to the topping, you will want to have beaten the eggs. It might be a little early to do it now since there is about a 15-minute bake. And then we have to let the crust cool. The crust, in a way, is a do-ahead that's also part of the recipe, so that's something to keep in mind. Those are the do-aheads. So I'm just going to get right into this crust. Let's do it! We are going to want to preheat the oven to 350. This is technically a do-ahead, but we're going to be 
cooking at 350 for both portions of this. The important thing on a crust is, of course, if you go about trying to pour something with egg in it on top, it could start to cook the egg prematurely. Uh, we want the egg to all cook at the same rate, not from the bottom where it's touching the crust. So that's going to be important. Let's get that half cup of butter, which is already softened up for us here. And I'm going to put this all in a bowl. My stick of butter. It does note specifically here, use real butter or stick margarine. Do not substitute with lowered fat spreads. Apparently, the higher water content, according to this, causes trouble. Less satisfactory results, as it says. So we are just going to use normal full-fat butter today. It doesn't say whether to use salted or unsalted, but usually when you're doing this kind of thing, you want unsalted because it's uh, sweet. That having been said, looks like this is salted butter, and you never know, a little salt might go a long way here. So I'm not going to be too worried about it, but if you have a choice, I'd probably recommend some sweet cream butter or something like that. Uh, all right, so one stick of softened butter. Next, we are going to pour in the powdered sugar. This is four cups of powdered sugar. That's a lot of sugar, but remember we're making... 30 to 40 bars here. I presume they're going to be a little on the small side, so that sugar's going to get all spread out, right? It'll probably be fine. It'll probably be fine. After all, if you're listening to these podcasts, you know that anytime we do a dessert on the Cook Along podcast, well, it's probably not a healthy dessert. <laughs> there aren't a ton of those out there, are there? I mean, I suppose some fresh fruit or maybe a little bit of cinnamon honey might be on the healthier side but this is cookies my mother's favorite thing in the world is cookies <laughs> seems that way from the number of cookie recipes she does and you know funny thing i never seem to end up with any of those cookies except on like special occasions holidays and whatnot they don't make it to anyone else she is definitely cooking for herself and her partner I can't really fault her. I don't live all that far away. But it doesn't mean that I always have the chance to stop by or, you know, call your mother. Visit your mother. Of course, I visited recently. You got to hear me with the other podcast I've already helped with when we made a vegetarian pot pie. If you are looking for a good vegetarian pot pie recipe, may I recommend checking out thecookalongpodcast.com or uh, any of your podcast feeds where you can find the recipe that we made together, my mother and I. That turned out really well. She did leave a note on the website about adding a little bit of mustard or white wine to that. So I recommend, if you can, going and doing the recipe off of the website because there's little things you might not know have been added in there that the podcast feed won't have. That is, if you're cooking along with us. So I've got the four cups of powdered sugar, and now I need three cups of unbleached all-purpose flour. And uh, I have ADHD, so I don't normally do the way that Cindy does, but out of respect for her and her podcast, I will do the stir up the flour. Oh, there's a spoon in here already. Wow. Smart, except for the part where it got buried. 
Stir up the flour. Scoop with a spoon into your measuring cup. I am much more organized today than I usually am, I will admit. Usually I'm a little scatterbrained when cooking. I have meds for my ADHD. And let me tell you, it is, I'd say, life-changing. Yeah, no, it's life-changing to be able to think and focus. Thank goodness my mother is organized enough to have had a lot of things for me in advance. And you're going to want a pretty big bowl for this, I think, because, well, this makes a lot. Oh, what was that? Oh, it's the oven heating. Of course. Goodness gracious, I'm scaring myself. You know, I didn't grow up in this house, but I did live here for a bit. And yet, things have changed here, and I'm more familiar with apartment living at this point. It's a little odd to hear the creaks and groans of a house when you're not used to them. Anyway, so I've got all three of those things in this bowl, and now I need to get them mixed up. I don't like to get my hands dirty, so I'm not going to use my hands to do this. Don't mind me searching through my mother's stuff. Where does she keep... Oh, hey, look, a pastry blender. I'm going to use the pastry blender. I don't think my mother likes pastry blenders much. I think they're too much work. Uh, I have gotten pretty familiar with my own pastry blender, uh, so I don't mind. It is softened butter, after all. What we're doing is basically going to turn this into crumbs. Crumbs, kind of like making a biscuit dough, except that most of this is it's more sugar than flour. Indeed, four cups of powdered sugar, three cups of flour. Amazing. And only one stick of butter. Now, this crust is going to seem rather odd. But I'll go over that in detail. I just want to forewarn you that this isn't going to form a dough. There's not enough... I'm not sure if I would call butter a liquid. There's not enough gooey stuff. There's not enough gooey stuff in here to form a proper dough. It is going to be a crumbly biscuit-like mixture before you would add, say, the milk or water to your biscuit dough. It's going to probably end up looking a lot like that. And this butter, make sure you get it well integrated in here till you're not even sure that there's butter in there anymore. I think the food processor would have been overkill. And if I was the type to get my hands especially dirty, I would have just gotten in here and separated out the butter and gotten it mixed into the sugar and flour here manually. But All right, so I've got my mixture pretty well integrated here, I think. Okay, so now that we've got all of this mixed together, beautiful, beautiful powdery stuff, we're going to take our baking sheet and get it set up here. Now, let's see here. Oh. oh, let's see. What size is this one? I wish they would just print it on here, you know? Some brands do that. This one did not. This one has a nice deep lip to it. I like that. And it looks more like 12 by 17. You know, I think a tape measure ought to be a more common kitchen tool. You have your weight. Why not your size, you know? 
Well, maybe this junk drawer has a... Oh, what do you know? There's a tape measure in the junk drawer. How about that? So, I'll just confirm that I've got 1 foot by 17. Yes. 12 by 17. Perfect. Now for this crust. We're spreading this mixture out into the 12 by 17 inch sheet pan. Do not pat this down. It is just powder. It seems like it ought to be something other than it is. It doesn't make sense at first, but trust me on this. They actually included something a week later or so that my mother was wise enough to have noticed, cut out, and add in here about the recipe, where it notes that it should not be patted down, otherwise you will end up with a crust that's impossible to cut through. We're just spreading it around in the pan here. Oh boy, wow. This makes a lot for a 12 by 17 inch sheet pan. I'm glad this is a deep-lipped pan. Besides melting the butter, it doesn't seem like we're going to be doing very much, especially since we're going to be cooling the crust in between. And that is partially because, I don't know if you know this, maybe she's mentioned it before, but flour should not be eaten raw. You want to bake it or cook it in some way. It can carry dangerous things if it's raw and uncooked. So um, this helps to um, get the butter melted, of course, and get things a little more solidified. But it's not going to hold together. It's going to remain a powder pretty much here. So it's going to be important to note it's going to stay in the pan, cool in there, and then we're going to put the topping on top and bake that. Well, you never know. Maybe the uh, maybe the sugar will react to the heat in a beneficial manner as well. We shall see. Very curious about these. And to make 30 or 40 out of this, I'm not good at math in my brain exactly. I'm sure you could do the math on a 12 by 17 inch sheet pan and figure out how big the bars ought to be. At the moment, I'm waiting for the oven to come to temperature. Guess I should have started preheating it sooner. That do ahead needs to be an earlier do ahead. Here we are. Since we're waiting for this to come to temperature, perhaps it's a good time for us to skip ahead a bit. When this comes to temperature, 350, and the wait time that my mother recommends to allow your oven to actually fully come to temperature, not just at the top, but all the way through five to ten minutes or whatever it takes to do that. Once that's ready, you're going to go ahead and put this sheet with the powder in and bake for 15 minutes and then bring that out and let it cool. And in the meantime, we've been thinking about doing a mailbag episode where you can send in your cooking questions or questions about my mother's work here in the kitchen, recipe choices, and whatnot. We need you to send those in. If you want to send some in to cindy at thecookalongpodcast.com, we will take a look at your questions and see if we can put together a fun little question and answers episode for you guys. But can't do it without you. And if you ever have questions about a specific recipe or uh, need clarification or have a suggestion for a recipe that you would love to see on the Cook Along podcast, you're welcome to send those in as well. There's also a contact form on the website, thecookalongpodcast.com. 
We would love to hear from you. There's also a Facebook page, the Cook Along Podcast Facebook page. She is very responsive there. And all of the photos end up there, I believe. So feel free to check that out. But yes, please send in your questions and we will see about getting some of those answered. We'll be right back. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome back. In theory, you have just taken out your crust from the oven and you have set it to cool and maybe you've even allowed it to cool i on the other hand in typical fashion for our family don't have the patience to wait before moving on here so i'm going to start working on the topping the lemon part of these bars and we're going to make do i'll have to wait eventually for it to cool but i don't have to wait now and then now do i uh, one thing to remember for the topping here, you want to have your eggs already beaten. That's six beaten eggs. So that is a do ahead before we get into the actual 
instructions here. I thought I would mention that because, well, it's the kind of thing that I would miss if I hadn't had to do a bunch of preparation to cook this way. And while it would have been probably okay for me to be beating eggs right before I needed them, it's more convenient to have it done and ready to go. You will want to preheat your oven again if it is cooled off to 350 degrees. And then we will go ahead and grab a mixing bowl and grab three cups of granulated sugar. This is where the rest of the sugar comes in, because that's what we were missing in the recipe. Sugar. But this is granulated sugar instead of powdered, uh, which means texture and behavior will be different in the recipe. We're going to also add in the six tablespoons of unbleached all-purpose flour. Now, two tablespoons converts to one-eighth of a cup, so that would be three-eighths of a cup, which is, of course, not a general measurement. So six tablespoons of flour, I can, I can understand why you would measure it that way. So let me see here. Well, you know, if an eighth of a cup is two tablespoons, then I could just do three of those. Like I said, three eighths. So that'll be a little faster. Ah, like I said, patience. Not our strong suit in this family. I have previously said that I consider myself the most patient member of the family. That's probably not true. I am probably the one who can entertain himself best. So it just seems like I'm patient when I'm just able to find other things to do while I wait. And honestly, my brother Merlin might be more patient than I am. All right, there's three one-eighth cups or six tablespoons. So now we have the sugar and the flour. Oh, it wants the baking powder in here too. And since I'm doing dries first... This is one and a half teaspoons. The lemon juice and zest are both going to go in here. I'm going to go ahead and add my zest first, because I like adding drier ingredients before I add wetter ones. Using a spatula to make sure I don't miss any of the uh, zest I made earlier. After all, it was a bit of a pain in the hiney, in the keister, to zest all this. this is probably, that's probably the one thing that keeps me from making... Lemon bars more regularly. Zesting and juicing. Anyway, the lemon juice of three lemons. Indeed, they say it should be about three-fourths of a cup, and mine made exactly that much. Three lemons turned into exactly that much. So I guess lemons haven't changed too much since 2003. It's 20 years ago. Wow. Wow, I'm amazed at the nature of time. All right, so I'm pouring in my lemon juice here. You know, there's something about powdered sugar and lemon juice. I know this is granulated sugar, but powdered sugar and lemon juice that I think of fondly on top of a Dutch baby pancake or a crepe. Mm. That tangy, acidic, sweet, delicious, lemony, sugary flavor. I love that. And also, remember, we're pouring in the eggs here. So, since we've already got liquid in here, I have no qualms against putting in our pre-beaten six eggs. Kind of making a custard here, aren't we? Not exactly, because there's no milk. But it's not all that much different. 
I can be amazed at things that are just variations on a custard. So this is starting to form a uh, nice homogenous mixture. We want everything nice and well incorporated here. The eggs will complain. They won't want to get mixed in, but a whisk can help with that. Or just... Oh, hey! My crust is done. The one that I'm still going to have to let cool. All right, so let me grab that out of the oven. That's really good. Oh, it smells like shortbread. Which is interesting to me because it doesn't look anything like shortbread here. Let me get a photo for you. This looks very similar to the photo I already took earlier, but you can see where the butter is. And if you used a food processor, this is probably a lot less noticeable. But I assure you that uh, this is as intended. The crags and valleys here, how interesting. It's browning a little bit in a couple of places. But again, this crust, which doesn't look anything like a crust, is going to be held together by the topping. My partner was telling me a story about lemon bars. My partner's mother is a hospice nurse. And once they made some lemon bars to take to one of my mother-in-law's patients. Just so happened that the reason they did that was because this particular patient was a great or great-great-grandparent of my partner. And so they took along these lemon bars to share as kind of a way to share something with a family member before the chance to share something like that is gone. And my partner was fairly young, I believe, at the time, but remembers sharing lemon bars and hearing stories while, you know, appreciating family. A lot of times we associate hospice care and whatnot with sad memories, but my partner seems to look on that moment with fondness. They hadn't had a lot of interaction with this particular relative. And so being able to make some memory, something to remember her by, even if it's just some lemon bars, was really important. And I think that's good to celebrate even those difficult times, those sad times, to try and make the best out of those moments. I think that we should try to connect in that way. And some family members, you might never have any other memories of them. I never met any of my great-grandparents. I only have one grandparent left, my mother's mother, who I know listens to the podcast and has a couple of recipes that have been shared on here. They're Mimi's potato salad and whatnot. Cooking, food. I mean, I, you know this, right? Cooking and desserts, especially when we make 30 to 40 of them, we make them to share. So I hope that you will have an opportunity to share these once they're completed. You'll be happier for it. You'll be happier for it, even if it's not a relative necessarily, a friend, a group of coworkers that you like. Something to have them go, oh, thank you for sharing this moment with me. Of course, if you are using uh, eggs and butter, this is not a vegan recipe. Although, 
I can't help but wonder. In some recipes, you can replace egg with applesauce as a binding agent. It's not quite as effective. I can't help but wonder. Lemon and apples can go actually fairly well together. <laughs> I may want to try that at some point instead of eggs. Well, this is kind of what I do when I cook. I experiment. I like to find the secrets. I like to make my little edits to a recipe. I haven't had a chance to do that with this one yet, but perhaps we are on the verge of something. You could use margarine, stick margarine, as they noted that you want the uh, air fat content, and maybe some applesauce. I'm sure that I could use some of the egg substitutes that are out there, but applesauce might make for a very different and potentially quite good option. All right, are these cool yet? Can I? Oh, this is still pretty warm. Oh, you know, I'm touching this crust, and it is actually more firm than you would expect. It is still very powdery on top, but the butter, I think what the butter has done is it's melted and gone underneath and started forming a bottom layer that is holding things together to some degree. I'm excited for these. But I am trying to exercise my patience and let this cool. So how about this? I will be back in a little bit once this is cooled so that I can join where you probably already are, ready to pour this topping on top of the bars. All right, my patience has worn thin. I did dishes. I cleaned up my mess. I really do leave quite the mess in the kitchen. And done everything I possibly can to wait until these are cool. They are now warm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pour on top of here. Watch that spread out. I am glad that this is large lip on this baking sheet. And I am also making sure I spatula all of this onto the crust. Don't ask me why I said it like that. I have not an answer. I'm noting that this is not fully covering. Looks like because my powder is not 100% flat. What I'm going to do is I'm going to just kind of like, if I tip the pan, maybe I can get the corner areas that didn't fill in as well. Well, interesting. That just moves it from other spots. In any case, uh, I guess that's as good as it's going to get. So I'm going to go ahead and put this in the oven, which is already preheated to 350. And I'm going to bake it for... There we go. On in you go. 20 minutes and check in on it. See if it needs an additional 10 at most. Yes, I hope that yours went at least as smoothly as mine did. If it doesn't cover everything, I think that's probably going to be okay. It's not the end of the world. Shortbread will still be shortbread. Oh, well, now I have more dishes. So I guess I have something to do for a little longer. I'll be back when they're ready. All right, well, I have taken these out of the oven. 
my uh, sides, as you probably saw in the pictures, didn't quite get a lot of topping on them. So in classic fashion, I am just going to cut into that a little early because I don't want to. I, I want pretty bars, you know, so I'm going to cut off the edges and taste test here and uh, leave the rest to be properly cooled as it's supposed to be before cutting into. Oh, wow. You know, the recipe here says these are especially rich, and I think that's a very good thing. This is really good. And I'm surprised at the um, the crust. I mean, it holds together in a way I just didn't expect. I'm quite pleased. Uh, it clearly does need to cool before you cut into it. It kind of falls apart otherwise. So I'm not going to cut the rest of this. Wow. Yep, I made the right choice with these. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the crust actually is quite tasty with the lemon. It complements. It's not just a base. Yes, this is delightful. All right, well, thank you very much for listening to the Cook Along podcast and cooking along with me today. If you enjoyed your time today, or if you're enjoying these delicious ambrosia lemon bars, why not tell a friend? Tell them about the Cookalong Podcast. Let them know that they can find it on thecookalongpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy cooking. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Ko-fi. KO-FI.com slash the Cook Along Podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.